What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. Really sorry about the last two weeks, because we can't we can't catch a break on the show. So two weeks ago, we were recording. Uh, my computer crashed very hard uh, right in the middle of the recording. Could not recover the file, so that was a shame. And then last week's schedules just didn't line up. So we don't typically like to go two weeks without a show, um, but that's okay, because we have... Quite the show for you today. Um, the Microsoft Sony uh, battle is getting to incredible stages of ridiculousness, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, I figure we could just start by talking about stuff we've been playing for the last three weeks because I, I have been playing an eclectic mix of games uh, over the last several weeks here. Uh, I've only played uh, one game and it's not. Um I haven't had a chance to play a lot of it. It's uh, it's like a dragon Ishin. Yeah, it's not a surprise. And um, yeah, it's it's so it's a a remake of a game that came out. Uh, it was released nine years to the day after its initial release, and um, it's more like a dragon, but it is uh, it's very fun. Like you have your you have your the like a dragon games are weird like they're very japanese and i don't just mean that because like it stars a bunch of japanese people i mean like the type of humor Mm -hmm. the balance between this hyper serious story about um in this case uh a man uh going after uh finding the 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 a man who killed his essentially father Mm -hmm. and him uh infiltrating the army in order to find this guy and it breaks up a a brotherhood that he and another character have and it's super serious uh coupled with these just like wacky side quests about like teaching kids uh the different continents on a globe and <laughs> just like just like weird stuff and um, and and ripping off one of my favorite uh, cult classic films in the process as well. Which one is that? Uh, I'm referring to the bathhouse scene uh, when you're fighting like a dude in a bathhouse, apparently, which I don't even yeah. know if you've gotten there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have gotten there where you're just uh, where you're <laughs> and like you're just naked. You're you're like yeah. you're you're there. You're naked. What is that? That it was a Viggo Mortensen was in that movie. Oh no no no! Uh, not this. Not 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 the one I'm thinking of at least. The which, the, the uh, movie. Movie, the movie I'm referring to is the uh, 1991 cinema classic uh, starring Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee, uh, a little film by the name of Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> Here I am going with this hyper serious <laughs> no, absolutely not. history of violence, <laughs> whatever the, the movie was. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, like you're fighting a dude and like, then he befriends you, uh, because, <laughs> because that's what happens, uh, in, in like a dragon games. Um, it, it, it's really fun. You get to choose between multiple different, uh, styles of combat that you can switch on the fly. Um, all, all guns, uh, barehanded, um, sword or a combination of sword and gun. 
Um, sword and gun is the best because, um, <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> right, like it's like there are there are instances where you would want to switch to just your sword if you're like in a one on one duel, mm-hmm. but those are like for bosses. Um, any other time you you're fighting crowds of people, and you can spin around uh, like a top. Uh, with a sword extended in one hand and a gun extended in the other, and you're just spinning around shooting. Um, that's it's really good for crowd control. Uh, barehanded is kind of like if you want to show off, and it's very like parry based. And uh, the gun only, I mean, it's incredibly situational, right? Mm. Like if you're if you're in a dungeon and you're down a long corridor, then you could switch to your gun only and still like just bus off from from you know 12 13 14 feet away um but it's it it also follows the trappings of like a dragon games that's why like you gotta kind of if you ever want to get into one brad i would recommend you you pick yakuza zero mm-hmm. um i think that has a a a perfect balance it's it's a prequel so you can just kind of jump in but if you wanted to get a feel for it, it's mm. super cheap right now. But these games are, I mean, we complain about Hideo Kojima games being like very long winded. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, these games, these games are literally just like sit the controller down and just like, guess who grabs some popcorn? Um, yeah, but, but is it done without like the melodrama? Because that's, that's the thing that gets me about the, Kojima games is just like the hyper seriousness of everything going on. Like, I feel like if, if a lot of the scenes are like a little tongue in cheek, it'd be a little bit easier to sit through. It depends, man. Like if it's a side quest, we're having fun. But <laughs> if, if it's the main quest, if it's the main quest, like, no, they're there's, they are incredibly self-serious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny how self-serious they are, right? Like, Oh, I'm a I'm a gangster that's been exiled for a murder that I didn't commit, and the murder was of my 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 parental figure, and now I have to go clear my name. But along the way, I'm, I got to find a guy who's stealing girls' panties because, like, that's a side quest. <laughs> like, it's very it's just, odd. Man. Well, it's it's just one of those things where, like, I, I there's so many people who I know and whose opinions I trust. Who like swear by these games, like swear by the series and, and, you know, talk about how like it's the greatest thing going. Like they put it on a higher plane than like Grand Theft Auto and, and other like open world games, uh, or I, I shouldn't say open world games, other sandbox games, uh, of its ilk. Um, so like the FOMO is starting to send in a little bit and it always happens would, in the wake of a new one. So yeah, if you, if you, I mean, we're about to be like, we're about to run the 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 triple A gauntlet right now. Mm-hmm. So well, that, and I that's don't. and that's why like I've been taking it easy for the like like I'm basically treading water until we get to until we get to June because oh, yeah. June is well even really May like I'll, I'll like I'm not like I'm not like on the edge of my seat for Tears of the Kingdom, but I feel like you almost have to play it <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. So um, yeah. I've been playing a little of a lot of games um, right now. I did finally dip into uh, theater rhythm. Uh, the new one, the final bar line that came out recently. Um, I, I haven't played much of it because my white, so we have one copy um, th- that's digitally downloaded, but you can only play it on one switch at a time. And my wife, 
has already clocked like 60 hours into the game and she's almost like 100% at it, which is crazy to me. Um, <laughs> the game itself is, is it's fine. Like it's, it's a music rhythm game. Right. And so you have these like four tracks that go across the screen and you're just basically trying to time button presses um, along with the beat. There's also a party building system where you can like build a party of Final Fantasy characters across the entire gamut of games and you can equip them with uh, skills and ability and stuff like that because in order to beat like the state in order to like really complete the stages, not just beat the song, but really complete the stage, like you have to be able to deal enough damage and, um, you know, cater to the enemy's weaknesses and things like that. Cause they show you that before the game starts Um, ton of content in the game. There's like, I think it's like close to 400 songs just in the base game by itself. Um, and it's pretty solid. And what's really cool is that if you're not like an RPG fan, can't say JRPG anymore. We found out uh, from <laughs> from uh, yeah, Yoshi totally. P. Apparently that's, that's totally. a, apparently that's a pejorative now. Uh, it's, it's the N word for them. Over yeah. There. <laughs> but, um, so like my wife now is like, she, like she, after she's played this for like several, like, you know, dozens of hours, she comes to me and she's like, I think I'd like to try one of these. And I'm like, that's interesting. I was like, which one do you want to try? She's like, which one should I try? I was like, well, I'll tell you what. I was like, you tell me which one speaks to you the most based on the music and the characters that you've seen. And if I don't think it's a good entry point into Final Fantasy, then I will I will like veto veto you. But, you know, for the most part, like I'll I'll be there to help guide you along. And she's like, well, I think I want to try seven. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good that's a good starting end point to the Final Fantasy series. Yeah, I mean, look, as much as we like, as much as we like to have fun at seven's expense, it's the reason why they keep making these things. Yeah, pretty right? much. Like, pretty it's much. the reason so. that, you know, this, the, that, that, that the, that the role playing games from Japan are, um, as popular as they are. Yes. So, so she's, she just started playing seven, um, for the first time a couple of days ago. Um, so it's going to be fun to kind of watch her through that process. And then if she really likes it, I've got a whole lot more games to uh to show her. So that should be really exciting. Um Man, I'm really interested in her take of like Sephiroth. Because yeah. uh, you know, Sephiroth is like uh, you're technically a millennial. Gen Gen Zers and like and like young millennials. Mm-hmm. Well, now you you got a you got a you got a wise soul. Yeah. But millennials really, and and some some young, uh, some older like people around my age, they they love Sephiroth. They love Sephiroth. And aside from having a giant sword, mm-hmm. they can't really tell me why they love Sephiroth. <laughs> I challenge anybody to tell me why you why you absolutely love Sephiroth other than the fact that you think he looks cool. Um I j I, I, I'm very curious to know why you love Sephiroth. <laughs> uh he is not my favorite character in that in that game. Nowhere nowhere close. I mean, to be but, fair, I don't know if, if I had to pick a character from Final Fantasy Seven that I would have a favorite character per se from that game. I mean from that game, yeah, I would. Tifa is my favorite. I love Tifa. I love her vibe. I love the mm-hmm. fact that she's a monk. Um, 
as much as I may be a little biased, but like I got a soft spot for Barrett because <laughs> Barrett is just fucking, he's a loud black guy who just wants to say, I just want to save the planet cloud. You know what I mean? Like, um, don't, mm. I like Sid because Sid reminds me of Dennis Leary. And I like Dennis. <laughs> <Leary>. <laughs> they they all they all fall kind of they all all the characters in that game fall kind of flat for me. So that, look, I get it. Yeah, because I ran out. I had to think about Sid. Like, like I, I very quickly ran out. Yeah. Um. So like I said, I'm excited to see how what becomes of that. Um. Still playing Monster Hunter Rise. Uh. Clocked over 150 hours in that game um it's kind of insane how they still keep throwing new things to unlock at you even that far uh into the experience which is is pretty dope um started playing wargroove again because i i guess i just got tired of waiting for advanced wars to come out so like <laughs> so like I'm, I'm scratching my you know turn-based uh strategy itch a little bit with that one um on a, on a whim i just got the inkling to download um ridge racer 4 um, and start, and start playing that on, on the steam deck. And that game is very fun. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of, just kind of treading water right now. Like part of me wants to jump into a souls game. The problem is, is that that souls game that I want to jump into is bloodborne and I can't play that on my steam deck. And I really, and I would prefer to, um, so we'll see, but you know, we've got two months to fill. Uh, before we get to to Zelda coming out, so we just have to kind of chip away with small stuff uh, in the meantime until until that comes out. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Uh, let's get into this uh, this Sony Microsoft news because this is just getting silly now. Uh, so Sony's doing kind of like the legal version of just kind of throwing shit at the wall and praying something sticks uh, because their latest excuse. As to why this uh, this merger is a bad idea uh, is it really takes the cake. Um, according to Sony, uh, a statement to the CMA says that they if Microsoft were to acquire Activision, that they could not only withhold access from Sony of Call of Duty games potentially. But they also say that Microsoft could degrade the quality and performance of the game on PlayStation consoles, uh, degrade the game to ignore PlayStation-specific features, and then not prioritize investment in Call of Duty multiplayer on PlayStation, and then make the game available on a subscription service only on Game Pass. Uh, Basically, that Microsoft would sabotage uh, (laughs) the, the Sony release of Call of Duty. Um, Microsoft responded to this by saying that they guarantee parity, uh, between the Xbox and PlayStation versions of call of duty, uh, were this to, were this to come to pass. Uh, I just find it hilarious, uh, that this is kind of the direction, uh, that Sony's running in now is they're like, they're going to ruin our game. Like, I don't think that would work the way you think it would Sony. Like they would piss off a lot of people if they did that. Yeah, man. Like, I don't, um, also like these, these two aren't so different that, you know, releasing a buggy game on one system wouldn't directly affect another. Yeah. I guess they could only push out patches. They could, they can, they can do an (laughs) Assassin's Creed unity and then only push out patches for the Xbox, I guess. 
But no, that that one that speaks very weirdly of like Sony protesting a little too much. Like, mm-hmm. hmm. uh, are you saying that because you would have done that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's just kind of weird. It's just kind of weird that you would just bring that up like that. I just I just um, feel like they're running out of credible arguments to make <laughs> like, like, like like they've exhausted all the credible arguments and now they're now they're going to the incredible the incredulous arguments that they can possibly did <laughs> um now that being said microsoft not above uh not above this we talked about how um microsoft came out you know the other week and you know they were like look guys we we signed a 10-year agreement with our good friends at nintendo to make sure that call of duty co- games will be on the nintendo consoles Forever and ever, and including the current, you know, the current hardware and whatnot, and the CMA, like the like the UK regulatory body who's in charge of approving or denying this murder, uh, was like, yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, like you damn well know this thing can't run on a fucking Nintendo Switch. Get out of here, fools. It's it's very weird, right? Like it's like. Well, here's my new best friend, and then like, <laughs> and then like, it's, it's like a kindergartner. Like, well, you're not gonna hang out with this kid, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, like, shut up. How did, I wonder how <laughs> Nintendo feels about being essentially like a prop in this uh, in this negotiation. <laughs> like, they're just this like they're, they're, they're like a useful idiot. Of sorts, like I guess that's like the 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 best way to say it, where they're just kind of standing here, like yeah, we like Call of Duty, I guess, like it's super important to our long term strategy, maybe. Um, you know, forget the fact that the last Call of Duty that came out on a Nintendo console was ten years ago, at this point, which is also very hilarious to me. Um, the screams of like, the screams of like an American trying to prove to a Japanese person that they're not a racist by having <laughs> another Japanese seed. Some of my best friends are Japanese. Like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh my God. That, that next, I want them to put like, uh, like Mario into call of duty games. Yeah. I think, Look, I, th- I, th- I think on the lost episode, we, you know, the, the, you and Terrence talk about like, you have like a fire flower power up in the game and, and shit. Like yeah, that, so. man. They should do it. They should do it. Like, what's the point of what's the point of being buddy buddy with Nintendo if you're not gonna milk their IPs for you know nostalgic purposes? Because that's what they that's what everyone does. Yeah, right? that's what they're good for. If you if you part with Nintendo, you gotta have you gotta have a uh, uh, a skin of just like Mario characters. Yeah, as soldiers, you know what I mean. Like, but just like just them walking around. Yeah, def- definitely, definitely something Nintendo is going to go for. I, I assure you. <laughs> no, notably edgy company, Nintendo, Nintendo <laughs> Japan out here just licensing Mario however, however you could possibly imagine. And then for what it's worth, um, Reuters uh, reported a couple, uh, about a week or so ago that the EU is likely to approve the murder. So that's one less hurdle uh, for Microsoft to have to jump through. So they just, they really just have to worry about the CMA. And then the U.S., uh, you know, the uh, SE, or what is it, the fucking FTC? Yeah. So, so, uh, <laughs> like, on one hand, like, I can't wait to see what the next, like, thing that's thrown out by one of these companies is. 
on the other hand, um, I just kind of want it to be over at this point. Like, I yes. feel like we've, I feel like we've had our fun. We all know it's going to go through. There's no way that they're, that uh, the government regulators are just going to slam the door completely closed. I'm sure Microsoft will make whatever concession they have to, um, in order to make this work. And Sony will cry about it the entire time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's only one thing for Sony to do, and that's to to bring back their their um, premier first person shooter, Haze. <laughs> that wasn't theirs. That was multi platform. <laughs> how oh, dare, that was multi platform. Yeah. How oh, how dare geez. you? How dare you? Bes- or no, maybe it wasn't multi platform. No, it was not multi platform. But it was not a Sony published game. I can I can assure you. Oh, okay. So well, you're you're saying. you're you are you are besmirching and leaving in the <laughs> dust uh the fabled name of the Killzone franchise which I literally just watched a retrospective on la- on YouTube last night I shit you not No oh, really Yeah I, Did- I didn't know that there was enough there to to have like well there were 3 games There so were yeah, 6 games what? Micah in the Killzone franchise <laughs> What? There were four. Uh, that, that has to include like like Vitas, it like does. two Vita games. It does. And- arguably, arguably, the the handheld Killzone games that were designed around their specific consoles capabilities were two of the better games in the franchise by most reports. All right. So hey. yeah, and then they had four four console releases. Uh, I I begrudge nobody for forgetting about all but one of them. Because only Killzone 2 was like a spectacular game when it came out. Man, if only Sony had their own massive action game with which they could <laughs> <laughs> use as their as their call of duty. Look, I, I know I, I know we forget about it uh now, but I will stand uh Killzone 2's multiplayer. Very really fun. Like I enjoyed the hell out of it back in the day. Uh I wanted to love Killzone. I did, yeah, but it just, um, it just didn't really, really do it for me. Didn't, um, didn't, didn't like a whole, didn't like a whole shooter franchise based around space racism, essentially. Yeah, and normally, like, I would read about that. Like, that's like that's my jam, yo. Like, I, I am, I am all about like military science fiction, space Nazis. Like, I, yo, just killing space Nazis. I got no problem with that. It, but for some reason, um, it it just didn't do it for me, and I think that reason's name was Rico. Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I know it was. We as as much uh, <laughs> much talked about on the show. Um, also, fun fun fact. Um, it's always fun kind of to look back at old video games because you never know how people's careers are going to unfold, right? Um, do you remember that in Killzone Two, Brian Cox was the was the yeah, Helgen right. the Helgen that's Emperor? Right. Yeah. And he and, and he and he did not only the voice he he like mocap the game too because they did full motion capture for that shit. That's right. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Wow. Just telling dudes telling people to fuck off and, <laughs> and wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, that is wow. I'm uh, I'm old. Um, and if you uh, and if you want to if you want to commiserate with being old about being old with me. Go to densepixel.com slash fans and get invited to our Discord. There you can talk about all the gaming news that's fit to type in because uh, we don't print things now because um, <laughs> paper's dying. Um, 
you can uh we got a lot of channels there that you can uh just just come hang out with uh come hang out with us and talk about wrestling or f1 or uh soccer or uh anything gaming related uh go to densepixels.com slash fans go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe uh when you go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe and click uh like uh, you can see that, uh, I'm going to, apparently I'm going to change my camera angle every month, <laughs> uh, just to, just to keep you people on your toes. Because um, Micah does not have one camera that he uses for streaming and one for his photography side hustle. He uses the same camera. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I use the same camera and, uh, I, and that's like shit. Uh, we have a show to do today. Now I have to go and reset everything. And uh, so, yeah, now now you're getting a a very rare view of of uh, the point of view of someone looking down on me physically. Um, people look down on me metaphorically all the time, but not many people could look down on me physically. You could consider yourself special if you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. Subscribe to all of our podcasts, wherever you get them, including... The Nerd Apocalypse, uh, which is coming back, Jay uh, uh, was out of out of the country. He was out of the country, but he made it back safe and sound. And I'm sure he can't wait to talk about how much better where he was <laughs> is than where he is uh, coming back to. Uh, Black on Black Cinema. Uh, what was the last movie we did on Black on Black Cinema? Um, I don't remember what it was called. It had James Earl Jones in it. That's all I know. So. Yeah, it was called Claudine. It was a, a romantic comedy uh, drama that touched upon the the uh, uh, pitfalls of the welfare system in America. Um, and it's really good. Uh, a little too much James Earl Jones, but, but uh, other than that, <laughs> it's really good. Not, not a phrase I was expecting to hear tonight, but uh, we, keep, we keep you on your toes here at Dense Pixels, so. Uh, coming distractions in the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. And if that's not enough for uh, $5 a month or $50 for the full year, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium and get access to all of our back catalog of uh, podcasts, including the airing of grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the Pièce de Résistance, uh, the weekly uh uh, episode full weekly full episode of the look for political podcast that usually runs anywhere between uh, an hour and a half to two hours of um, of uh, political goodness. I uh, can't wait to hear the next episode at densepixels.com slash premium and talk about banks and shit. So oh, and, the, and the FDIC, which is very tantalizing and exciting subject. Um, <laughs> so I was just, so speaking of premium, um, it was brought to my attention that when we migrated from our AWS server over to Podbean, uh, that some of our old premium episodes might have gotten lost in the shuffle. And Jay, Jay is looking for them. Um, but if we can't find some of the old Men with the Golden Tongues episodes, uh, to me, there's no better excuse to maybe revisit some of the older James Bond films. In the, oh, that would be Pantheon. fun. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of take, take another look at them. Um, plus, we still owe you MGS3, which is going to yeah. be a rip-roaring good time as well. So <laughs> so many things uh, to look forward to there. 
Um, Micah, we, I, I feel like that this is like, this is like the gaming version. Remember that show, um, intervention that was on TV for a while that, you know, when, when, you know, these families would have a, someone that's, you know, family member that's really into drugs or, or alcohol and, and they would literally like plan an intervention for them and host it on television because, you know, reality TV knows no depth. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like Rocksteady needs that innovation, need, needs that uh, some sort of intervention or intervention because during the PlayStation showcase a couple weeks ago, um, they showed off like 15 minutes of gameplay from the new Suicide, Suicide Squad game that was originally scheduled to come out in May. And the reaction was so poor that they have now delayed the game to later in 2023. Now, I think part of this could easily have been, you know, when that game was coming out, like Zelda was right on his heels and then Apocalypse June was, was right after that. So you could make the argument that maybe they're moving it out of that very competitive window uh, to later in the year. Um, But Micah, it's as if when they were developing this game, it was when destiny two was the hotness and they were like, what, how can we make destiny? But with the suicide squad, not knowing what Marvel and they, and they planned this, not knowing what Marvel Avengers was going to be and, and realized that we saw the, the birth and death of Marvel Avengers in the development time it's taken for, for the new suicide squad game to come out. Um, this looks like one of the least interesting games that I have ever had the displeasure of laying eyes on in my life. Uh, it is not lost on me. The uh, couple of Freudian slips that you had uh, <laughs> when you introduced this topic. Uh, yes, this game is in need of innovation and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and reinvention. Um, boy, this really sucks, man. Yeah, this really this really stinks because I was those Arkham games are um, classics. They're yeah, they are. They're classics. They they the first the first they are the first two. Uh, look, <laughs> I I like I like Arkham City. They but they they stumbled at the end or not Arkham City. Uh, Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah, I like Arkham Knight, but they kind of limped over the finish line. They they drove a car. And the wheels fell off, and they just made it over the finish line. But Arkham City was was amazing. Um, it quite th- those games quite literally um, affected the industry and how other games were developed. Um, people hold those games in high regard, uh, which is all the more disappointing that uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Looks like this. Yeah. Uh, you had a you had a great premise um, with some uh, uh, A list actors, mm-hmm. uh, including Samoa Joe. Uh, who doesn't want to play Samoa Joe as a shark? Um, and and a wonderful premise, but then you look at it and it's like, all right, man, like this this just looks like every other dumbass, uh, you know. It looks like Avengers and it, it, everyone can, everyone, no matter what their power level can, can leap the same height. Everyone, no matter what their abilities can fire the same guns and the exact same way. 
And it's yeah, so, just, so, so it's less innovative than Avengers. At least Avengers had the wherewithal right. to have unique powers for the heroes. You right. know what I mean? And, and had the heroes play like the hero, like you would kind of expect them to, like you said, like the, the characters in this game are pretty much just like different destiny classes. Like, they, cause like you said, they can all reel the same weapons. They probably all just have a couple unique special abilities that are yeah. specific to them. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it looks like every single other looter shooter that's come out over the past, you know, eight years, give or take where you have guns that have all sorts of stats on them and rarities. And it's always online, even if you're just playing single player and it has, you know, special currencies in the game that you can earn. And I'm sure it's going to be supported with a bunch of bullshit. Like it's, this game is three years late to a party that three years ago would have already been late for. Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and again, I understand that game development is, is a cruise ship, right? Like you can't turn, you can't stop and turn on a dime without throwing away a ton of fucking work. And it's, it's hard to make massive pivots to your, to your design document. Once you've kind of like laid it out and started designing the systems of the game, Around this, so this, so people are like, oh, this delay, oh, they're gonna rip out, like they're gonna change it from a, you know, from a freedom. No, they're not. No, they're not. It's too late. It's too late for that. (laughs) Like, like at this point, this delay is about tweaking those systems to make them work as effectively as possible. But again, as we've seen time and time again, we we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show about how in the wake of the Avengers being canceled, that this this ship has sailed. Like, if you're not bringing something unique and special to the looter shooter genre at this point, it's already unlocked guys like destiny fucking basically owns, owns that house in terms of like live service, always online looter shooter gameplay. And, and the thing that they have that you will never have is they have eight years of, you know, backlog and content and, and platform and systems and everything like that. Um, and they, and they, it's from the people that made Halo. So it actually feels really good to play as well. Yeah. And I was watching, um, um, what is her name? Uh, Stephanie Sterling and Mm -hmm. one of these Mondays and she was like, yeah, man, like people don't have time for multiple versions of these games. Mm -hmm. Like everyone wants to jump onto this onto this gravy train because they see what one or two games. No, man, you got one, you got one shot per genre of this type of game. Um, and if it doesn't catch fire, like it's dead. Yeah. And, um, God, this is such a, the suicide squad concept is such a, a a cool concept for a game, Mm -hmm. right? Like the whole point of them is, they go in and they are disposable assets. And if you, if they fail, they don't just disavow you. They kill you. Right. Or, and if you, if this had been a perfect, like open world, like video game where if you like, if you step outside the boundaries of the world, boom, your head pops off. Mm -hmm. Or if you fail, if you pick a character, that character fails, boom, permadeath. And you got to pick, another character to finish the story and and it may not be the character you want but 
Like, or you could, or you could have just done like imagine uh, 2021's was 2021? Yeah, I think it's 2021. Guardian of the or 2020's Guardian of the Galaxy game, but you yep. could play it four player co op. Yep. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, you know, that, that would have been appealing. I, you know what? I, I, uh, when we inevitably get the Jason Schreier, you know, behind the scenes article about this game six months after it comes out, um, I would be very curious to kind of be, live in the psyche of some of the folks at Rocksteady as they, as they were developing this game and watched Avengers like circle the dream. <laughs> Basically, I can't I can't imagine they felt great uh, watching that happen. Knowing, I'm very knowing what was coming. So I'm very curious, like. Like who all was on board for this concept to begin with? Yeah. You know, and, and why did it take? I mean, again, AAA game development is slow, but this is slow by AAA game development standards. Yeah. Like Arkham Knight came out in 2015. <laughs> yeah man and I, and I, and and unless there was some canceled project that you know there was always rumblings of a superman game that that's the or a justice league game that that game was working on so unless they had a project that they worked on for a couple of years that just got canceled and scrapped this is what you have to show for eight years of work and and again i don't i don't mean to besmirch anyone that's working at rocksteady studios but you gotta come better than this especially with that pedigree and in this gaming environment this yeah. is this is just this is just you know 20 2016 2017 recycled stuff and it's and it's and it's sad to see ultimately it's sad to see ultimately so and which really like Gotham Knights just came out mm-hmm. and bombed yeah you know what i mean and not it, not, and not Gotham- it, you know what it it didn't bomb it just left the consciousness like people just forgot about the game basically yeah. What's and like what's funny? It's, what's funny? Guess who's now the owner of a copy of Gotham Knights? What? Really? Because, only because it was part of a $30 humble bundle with like 80 <laughs> games in it. And it just happened to be there. And so I was like, well, like I don't give a shit about Gotham Knights, but you know, 80 games for 30 bucks and and I, and there's actually like 10 of them that I want. Like, yeah, sure, I'm going to I'm going to buy this. So now I own Gotham Knights. I don't know when or if I'm going to play it ever. Uh but if I do, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it is. Wow. Yeah, I'm very curious because that yeah. game that game was supposed if if what I remember is true, that game was also supposed to be a looter shooter. Like there's there's loot in that game. Yeah. There's loot that augments your stats, and the whole point of getting into skirmishes is to to get resources to get more loot. And um, and they pivoted, and they and they just made a they made a half baked you know version of it. Yeah, and I, you're not gonna get that with Suicide Squad. Like they're just delaying this in hopes that. You know, you kind of forget about this backlash. <laughs> I but, I do I do think they're going to look at the systems and they're probably going to analyze games like Avengers, games like Anthem. You know, game like like games that have not worked, and they're going to look at what those studios did and try to avoid making those same mistakes. But at some point, the game is what it is. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. you designed this game to be this, like, looter with, like, stats and shit like that. And that's another funny thing, too. Like, so I, I've heard other folks make the point of these games, like, the reason that you license these properties is to have a wider appeal. Do you think, like, casual fans are going to hop in, are going to want to hop into the Suicide Squad game and just see spreadsheets of numbers everywhere <laughs> on characters like no probably not like and, and if you care about that shit you're probably just playing diablo or borderlands or destiny you know what i mean yeah so it's a shame i i hope they make something of it because it's it's not looking good uh it's not looking good right now so um square enix micah has made uh, uh reportedly are going to be uh the, the board is going to be making a motion to dismiss uh, NFT loving CEO Yosuke Matsuda uh, from Square Enix in the wake of a lot of high profile um, underperforming games. Where have we heard that before? It's weird that they don't. It, it's weird that uh, they're not quite as vocal about it when they don't have Western based studios to 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 crutch and blame on um, all the time. <laughs> uh, now, if you think that the exodus of Matsuda uh, would mean, hey, they're finally seeing the light. And pivoting away uh, from NFTs and and nonsense. Uh, The guy that's lined up to replace him as CEO is a man by the name of Takashi Kiryu, uh, who's a very young executive that's only been with Square Enix for a couple of years. His previous job before he came to Square Enix was he worked for a technology company that was devoted to researching emerging trends such as blockchain and Web3. (laughs) <laughs> see you just got to get a young guy to work that's right <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem you can't have an old that's guy pitching yeah. nfts like look old what happened they, they, larry david was was hawking ftx and then that, <laughs> <laughs> they went under <laughs> i'm never wrong about these things that is, that <laughs> turn, is a turn. wonderful that is a <laughs> wonderful commercial in hindsight like, yes yes it, 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 it inadvertently based <laughs> so <laughs> Um, fuck, man. Like, I got so excited when I saw this headline. And then when, like, when I read down the article, I'm just like, oh, man, I was like, you're not changing anything except you're getting one old guy out and getting the young guy in. Like, God damn it. <laughs> pieces of shit. Um, uh, that's funny. This this is as good a time as any to talk about um, the reveal of uh, the, the previews that have gone out for Final Fantasy 16. Um, and it's going to be. A very different experience than we presumed that it was going to be. So essentially, they it's still it's still an RPG, um, but it is an RPG in systems only because the gameplay is basically a character action game akin to a Devil May Cry. They Man. got the Devil May Cry action guy, yeah, yes, to to do to, be, to do the combat, yeah, to be game. the combat director. Um. Maybe we'll get Terrence to play Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm still interested, but I'm definitely not as like gung ho as I was before. Because, like, apparently you you control you you control Clive, who is the main character, and only Clive throughout the entire story. And and there are points where you'll have like companions with you and stuff like that. But it is not a party based uh, RPG that we've seen from the final fantasy series up into, up until this point, basically. Uh, I, I look, I, I admire the, uh, 
this is a big swing for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't a big swing. It's a big swing for this franchise. Um, I'm super curious, man. I'm still yeah. really, really curious about this. Um, I, you know, I'm old and I don't like change. So I, <laughs> but, I, but you, I you also like these games though. So, or like, yeah, like these I style of games. So. Yes. But I, right. So uh, that's why I'm not like, Oh, I can't believe it. Right. Like my gamer pride is being, you know, <laughs> tested because like, no, I'm, I'm not whatever nonsense, uh, uh, the director said, but, um, I'm very curious. Like, it's funny. A lot of action games have role-playing game elements in them. Mm-hmm. I.e., you know, uh, uh, stat constantly building up certain stats or mm-hmm. or you know different uh, checks to advance in different situations. And now the 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 granddaddy of role-playing games is doing is turning into an action game um i've seen a lot of previews um people don't have anything bad to say about it Mm -hmm. it's just different yeah and uh yeah look i'm still i'm still i'm still super excited for it man um you gotta you gotta make you gotta make sure that these things are different from one another um Especially because, like these these games don't come by often, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that they're incredibly confident in what they have, and the you know inevitable spinoffs that come from it. Then you can experiment and or not experiment. You can you can go back to something <laughs> a little more traditional. Yeah, but I say ironically, the spin the, the spinoffs will become the return to form, whereas in right. the past it's always been the, the spinoffs is where they've done the experimentation with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Every, anybody remember that Vincent Valentine game? No, we, we don't, but we do remember crisis core with, but with much more fondness. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, look, I'm still super interested in it. Uh, it's, it's kind of odd that like, I can't control anybody else. Like, yeah. It's a little weird. It is a little weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of things that like, like I, I, I kind of dig that the uh, that the Esper fights are like basically giant kaiju battles in in, yeah, in, cool, in, in like the environments and shit like that. Like that's pretty cool. Um, I know it's gonna be a good game. Like it's probably gonna get great reviews. I just don't know if it's gonna be my type of game, or at least not what I'm looking for in a Final Fantasy game. Because you know me, like I never, I never had the desire to get on like the devil may cries or like the bayonettas or anything like that. Like those, those never really drew me in. Um, maybe it'll be different with this. Cause again, it's still a final fantasy game. It's still going to have this grand story. Um, you know, they're doing what they always do with final fantasy and interjecting like political narratives into the, into the mix that have, you know, allegories to real, you know, real world situations that are going on. Um, in this in this game, basically, it's it, it's basically an energy crisis that's causing, you know, the strife in the in the world that you're playing in. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure we'll see a little bit more preview wise uh, before the game comes out. And that'll, I'm sure, help me make up my mind. But if I don't dig it and I don't play it right away, uh, look, that's one less game I have to worry about <laughs> fucking tracing through in June. Get your politics out of my video games. There's no correlation between (laughs) 
the the gigantic world destroying uh, uh, energy monsters and nuclear bombs. There's no correlation <laughs> at all. There's no correlation between uh, people trying to 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 harness the power of a gigantic uh, energy bomb and a nuclear weapon or, or, or control an energy resource to, for the prosperity of their own, of their own lands. And then, (laughs) and then when, and then when they lose access to said resource, uh, go to war with other neighboring, neighboring (laughs) lands to get the resource. Totally fictional. Never seen it happen ever in real life ever. (laughs) Also on a side note, apparently Octopath Traveler two is like the bee's knees, according to people. Really? Really? Like, like, like they said, they, it, they, it's basically one of those situations where they're like, they took every criticism of the first game and learned from it and basically create, you know, created a narrative that you still have the eight stories, but they did a much better job at weaving them together so that, yeah, yeah, just that. I'm not. I'm not paying sixty dollars for it. I, I I've decided I know, that. That's the already. thing. Yo, yeah, I'm not paying. I'm not paying sixty dollars for it. I saw it. I was like, oh yeah. god, this is out. And, and then I saw that price tag, and I was yeah. just like, oof. I'm sorry, guys. I, at, at, at this point, if I see it go on sale for forty, I'll give it a strong thought. If it goes down to thirty anytime soon, probably gonna buy it for thirty bucks. Probably gonna yeah. give it a shot for thirty bucks. That feels thirty dollars feels perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we'll six, 60 though, way, way too much. I don't care how good the game is. I don't have $60 rock pet traveler. Right now. <laughs> um, lastly in the news, uh, Elden ring finally, uh, right around their one year anniversary announced an expansion that is coming out. It's called shadow of the Erd tree. We don't know when it's coming out because apparently it's going to be huge because it is going to be taking place inside of a whole nother like map. Basically, I don't know how big the map is in comparison to the to the to the world in the base game Elden Ring, but this is going to take place in like an area that's humongous and have all new encounters and boss battles and things of that nature and a new story um, to go through. And it just reminded me that I really need to get back to Elden Ring at some point. <laughs> so it's uh, it's super fun, man. Like I get um, I get that you know why you fell off but mm. um you know i i didn't play that game necessarily for the overall story um yeah it, i played i just, played it to have fun play i, I, play, yeah. I played it to enjoy myself and it didn't even necessarily play it to to complete it like i just wanted to experience it and and again like we've talked about it on the show for really the past year it's made me want to check out other from games not only knowing that a i can i feel confident to tackle them now but also because I know those games are much more self-contained and they're not this like sprawling, you know, open world epic. Like I know Bloodborne is like a 30 to 40 hour game and then, yeah. and then that's it. So that's the only one that I really want to try. I tried, um, uh, what's the samurai game? Uh, uh, Sekiro. And I was not ready for Sekiro. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and even that, like that, that one still is kind of like put on the pedestals. Like, you like you have to really like the combat like like you have to really be yeah. here for the combat to play this one <laughs> yeah that was my first one yeah <laughs> and uh, i wouldn't recommend it yeah <laughs> um but all right look uh give me an excuse to go back into that world 
Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I will. I will gladly take it. And and um, and and ironically, though she was the last to uh, to play it amongst us, I think Carrie has progressed the furthest. I, I'm pretty sure she's either beat the game or come close to beating the game. Well, there point. you go. There you go. So. Uh yeah, I give me give me any excuse to go back. Give me some more trophy. I got a platinum in that thing. Give me an excuse to. to oh, you uh, did. I loved Elden. Ring. No, I know, but I'm still surprised that you got the platinum. So what, you beat it then? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you did. I I thought you oh, fell yeah. off as well. Okay. Nobody. I put a hundred and sixty five something hours Jesus. into that game. It was game. a long time since I've since I've put that kind of time in a game especially given how my life is now compared to all the free time that i had oh you've got you've got no excuse to not play blood more than that's the only one i want to play yeah that's the only one i want to play it's like like people say from from like a whole package like like people that are from fans say as 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 far as like a complete package goes it's the best one like 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 there there are people that still put it above elden ring just in terms of like a cohesive whole yeah, that's 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 got to be on playstation Plus, it is right no, no you I, actually you, you probably have it for free like it, it was it was one of the games that was part of the uh the ps5 like welcome to playstation welcome to playstation bundle thing that you got oh, well i'm going to i'm going to double check because yeah. if that's the case then then yeah, yeah you gotta uh, you gotta I, claim it you gotta claim it. I, and it and it was on playstation plus for free at some point like like when i when i got my ps5 i found that i had already owned it so okay yeah all right well yeah i all right i might be i might i might be putting like a dragon down and playing playing bloodborne because yeah i i absolutely love elden ring uh if if you love elden ring and uh and you love uh celebrating uh or helping out small businesses by uh enriching people who are already too rich go to densepixels.com slash amazon uh, for all of your Amazon needs. When you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, you can buy whatever you want. It uh, doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, we get a finder's fee. Let's go to densepixels.com slash Amazon right now. Let's type in Elden Ring. Of course, you can get uh, the Elden Ring uh, game on uh, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Xbox Series um, for fifty two ninety nine, fifty three seventy five, and sixty nine ninety nine, respectively, or you can get a forty one inch two piece set medieval fantasy Elden Ring <laughs> foam sword for video game cosplay costume prop collection. Uh, they're the Star Scourge uh, Radon swords. Okay. I was I was gonna ask you like which sword it was because I I figured it was either that, uh the um the uh fucking uh the moonblade katana, or uh the, like the bloodhound the, the like the blood fang, yeah sword yeah. So. Go get yourself uh some some go cosplay as uh as Star Scourge Radon, and get yourself um, I guess proportionally, uh, you would have to get like a dog. <laughs> with like a really strong back. To, to not not only, not only a dog, you'd have to get like a small dog. Like you'd like you'd, like you'd have to get like a like a like a fucking Jack Russell yeah. Terrier. Yeah, you couldn't get like a Great Dane. No. Right? That would make too much sense. Nah, man. Nah. You gotta you, <laughs> you gotta look comically huge on that thing. 
uh, with these swords. You can get them for fifty eight oh four plus uh, eleven ninety five shipping only at densepixels.com slash Amazon. If you don't go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, you can never get to Amazon. It's weird. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only that were the way. Then we'd be doing this podcast every day, basically. <laughs> uh, we go to the post office, which uh, the, the, the mail's been stacking up. In the post office, so we have to we have to clear it out. We start with Susi, Sushi and Sashimi, who says thoughts on the new season of Drive to Survive. It was nice seeing Max Verstappen agreeing to do the interviews this season. Um, the new season was fine. Uh, I I don't think it hit the. Uh, it's it's not one of my favorite seasons of Drive to Survive, basically because there wasn't nearly as much drama uh, in F one last season, um, especially compared to the season prior. Um, the best episode was the episode where the financial or the the, um, the financial cap breach penalty was announced against Red Bull uh, for the prior from the prior season because it was really funny to see just like how fucking catty all the team principals are with each other like like quite hilarious um, and to watch like Christian Horner be like super defensive and. But I was watching with my wife and, you know, she just like <laughs> she's just like, you broke the rules. I'm like, yeah, but he has to he has to be so defiant and, and out there like that, because that way, <laughs> you know, he makes it seem like they were hard done, even though they got off relatively lightly. Red Bull did. Um, and but, you know, that if someone else violated the rules, he'd be the first one in line to, to with the pitchforks to to, to exactly. string him up. So um, just kind of how it goes. But, yeah, it was, it was fine. Um, again, not my favorite season and also very sad at the end to see Daniel Ricardo. Um, knowing that he's not going to probably be uh, very highly featured in Drive to Survive Season 6 because we're not going to see him that much this year. Uh, Jace says, question, realistically, do you think that you will ever play all of the games that you have saved in your backlog? What type of conditions would be required for it to happen? How much time do you think it would take as a working professional? I feel that this is a pipe dream. Uh, it's not impossible, especially nowadays when... Yeah, so it's free you know, shipping thrown at you. Yeah, is there so much stuff that's just like, oh, I might play that. Let me add to library, library or library, like a fucking idiot. Let me add to library, um, but then I'll never, uh, you know, I'll forget about it. Or yeah, I'll, especially on my Xbox because, like, I I rarely turn it on, and when I do, there's so much stuff um, there that it's just I don't I don't even bother uh with with thinking like if i think about it if i'm if i'm just browsing it's like netflix mm -hmm. on there, where it's like oh hey there's this and the problem is like the games that i like they um they don't you're not just in it it yeah. takes a couple hours to kind of get into it and that's the reason why i won't go back because i I can't I can't commit that kind of time to get back into it because something else will come up or something like I have to I'd have to really devote it's like reading a book, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just read one chat the first two chapters of a book and then put it down. Uh if I do that, something will happen and then I have to restart. So uh I'm not I can't. Yeah. And and I for me it's arguably worse because now that most of my gaming is done via Steam. Um, I've become one of those guys where 
stuff gets just like stupidly discounted on Steam. And I'm just, and like I just look at it and be like, well, I'd be stupid not to buy it at that price, even if it's not something that I particularly need or want that much. Yeah. And so now, uh, and now I have like 80 games in my Steam library, of which I'm probably not going to touch at least a quarter of them, <laughs> if, if I had to guess. I can't wait for your review of Gotham Knights. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it'll have to be a really fucking boring day to make that happen. And that's the other problem, too, is like I keep finding things that I that have always been on the periphery, right? And then like I will – something will encourage me to – kind of want to check it out more good example so the other day browsing on youtube and because i've been watching a lot of jrpg shit the algorithm's like hey like how about a how about a, how would you like a brief 20 minute overview of the ease series and i'm like all right sure fucking a i'll, I'll check it out i don't know jack shit about ease other than there's like 10 of them which is crazy to me for a game that not only have i never played but i don't know that i know anyone that's played any of these <laughs> games, but yet they, they, somehow they're popular because they made 10 of them. And basically I come to find out that instead of just like a traditional old school turn-based JRPG, Yeast is basically like Japanese, like legend of Zelda meets Diablo. And I'm like, well, oh, I guess I got to <laughs> check out the Yeast series. Cause this is like right up my fucking alley. So did it. So, so did I download Yeast origins on steam last night for $5 because it was on sale for 75% off. Yes, I did. Am I going to play Heath's Origin at some point? Yes, I am. And it's going to be fucking awesome, hopefully. So, and that's, and that's why my backlog will never end because I keep adding stuff to it and then bumping that stuff to the back of the line when new, more exciting things come along. So, go figure. Uh, Anthony says, uh, I played the last Hot Wheels game on Game Pass and easy was too easy, but medium kicked my teeth in because I suck at video games. Uh, what game was too easy at first, but then quickly too hard? When you up the difficulty level, um, <laughs> Hot Wheel game is a really good one because I, I I played that on medium. Fucking game's hard, man. Hard hard to win races in in Hot Wheels. Uh, Hot Wheel, I can't remember the the subtitle of the game, but I think it's like Hot Wheels Unleashed or something like that. Um, the one that just came out, which is very good, by the way, that uh, came out last year. Um, I'm trying to think of like what games had like huge difficulty spikes when you change the uh, when you change the difficulty setting. So you're, you're, you're more, you're more equipped to answer this question than me because I don't typically, I, I just stick with the developer intended difficulty mode usually. I mean, I, unless I'm, unless I usually just go straight, what I don't, I don't touch it usually, uh, unless it's on like a replay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a replay, then I'm just kind of messing around and, um, but, but if I'm doing a game on a replay, it's because I haven't played it in a long time. Mm-hmm. So there's no like really good comparison between the two. Um, I, look, I don't have a problem bumping a game on easy either. If, if I feel my, if I feel I'm getting my ass kicked, but I, I can normally get through, uh, I can normally get through like normal the normal difficulty setting. Mm -hmm. And unless I absolutely love the game, I have no desire to bump it up. Like I did that with mass effect. Mm -hmm. Um, the uncharted series, the, the uncharted series. That's a good one. That, and, and I've done it with Spider-Man. Um, but in every instance, it's just a, 
it, it's just a they do more damage, you do less damage type of situation. Mm-hmm. So it, you just can't get hit, especially Uncharted. Uh, that last that last fight with that bald dude throwing all those grenades, like you just can't get hit. Um, with Spider Man, you can. There are ways that you can regain health, mm-hmm. and with Mass Effect, the only way I was able to do it with Mass Effect is I have to have a very specific um, loadout. I have to be an infiltrator and I have to kill people from afar and I have to have certain party members that do certain things, but, but they were all doable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Cause I generally just don't like, I, I play games to relax. I'm yeah. not, I'm not here to prove a point. <laughs> to, to I feel, I feel like fighting games are good for this. And really like when you're playing through the arcade mode, um, when you get to the later, characters that you fight that's where you see the big spikes because even like oh on yeah easy every bison every combat game. or or yeah or or street fighter like like in the older street fighters like on easy like you can pretty much wash you know like like you know the boss characters like bison and 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 sagat and stuff like that but even if you crank that up to like medium difficulty those characters start getting a little obscene <laughs> and then- every every mortal Kombat game right the first three people you fight in a ladder are, I mean, they're, 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 they're like training dummies. Mm-hmm. And then that fourth fight, it's like you're swimming with sharks. And if you get past those three, like, it's weird. It's, it's one of the reasons why, like, I'm not a huge fan of Mortal Kombat. It, it feels, it feels, it feels soulless. Like the actual game play feels soulless to me. Like the, which is weird because like the characters are just like eclectic. Like I mm-hmm. everybody loves the Mortal Kombat characters, but like the actual game is the thing that is holding that game back. And you get through the first three, no problem. You get to if you can get through the next three, the last three are just dickheads. Mm-hmm. And then you get you get to you get to the uh the 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 top of the dick the the fireman's hat uh <laughs> Shao Kahn and and he is he is just the epitome of a cheap boss mm-hmm. so yeah that would probably be thank you Brad for bringing up fighting games Mortal Kombat is probably the answer yeah. that I would choose uh, Trey says, do you think the short-lived success of Bionic Commando Rearmed and Strider were three freak occurrences, or could Capcom or any other big studio find that level of zeitgeist with a dormant franchise? Um, I think it depends. So, like, the reason that Bionic Commando Rearmed was really good is because it took a solid NES game and just modernized it, right? Like, like they took something that had good bones and they just built, you know, very pretty exterior and better controls on top of it. Um, the problem is, is that to find like a long dormant franchise, you first have to find a franchise that had at least some modicum of cachet back in the day when it was first around, but you have to give it like modern, like, like, like modern, you know, a modern coat of paint essentially, and make it feel good to play amidst, like, it still has to feel like a modern game. Even if it's like a genre driven game, it still has to feel like a modern game. Um, and also how do you define zeitgeist? Cause like, I feel like street rage four got a lot of, uh, got a lot of 
popularity in, you know, in a bit of a smaller community rather, but it's still, you know, I, th- I think it still did very well um, for that game. And that, and that was the, uh, like a resurrection of a long dormant franchise that did what the original games did, but just like put a modern go to bait on it and made it really fun. Yeah. Um, I think, I think any studio could, right. Especially with nostalgia being as powerful as it is and mm-hmm. people just not afraid to weaponize it. Um, but like you said, you just have to, you just have to, it's like you, it's like the thing that you, you said about suicide squad. It's easy to just, you know, get a license that everyone likes, uh, that has a built in audience. The hard part is making the game, Mm -hmm. um, how these companies are just screwing up with, these billion dollar franchises, you know, you get, you get the Avengers franchise and you, and you make, you make that Avengers game. I, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people need to find a new line of work. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> you know? and, and it's funny you bring up Avengers because the, the studio or the, the publisher that has the most potential here to do this and be successful at it is square. They just refuse to touch or can't, for whatever reason, touch some of these other games that would be like do gangbusters for them. Like if they if they did like a remastered like HD HD 2D version of Chrono Trigger would be the biggest fucking one of the biggest fucking games to come out in whatever year it comes out in. Like touch like leave the game alone, make it exactly the same, but just make it look like Octopath Traveler and that game's going to fucking blow up something fierce. They can't do it because there's a shitload of licensing issues that are attached to Chrono Trigger that make it hard to, to do. Um, they could dip into their catalog and get a uh, vagrant story, uh, like, blow, like blow the cobwebs off of that and, you know, probably make that popular. Cause there's a shitload of people who would be really down for vagrant story that have never even heard of vagrant story, or at least haven't played vagrant story. Um, back in the day, if they ever did an HD like remaster of Final Fantasy seven, like not Final Fantasy seven remake, cause that's a whole new game. But like, if they just touched up the original Final Fantasy seven and made it super pretty, that would do fucking gangbusters. Like, like there's a ton of shit that square could do that. I feel like would be relatively easy, but for some reason they're, they're either keeping their powder dry or they just have no interest in making money. So unless, unless it's through NFTs. So, <laughs> uh, T Wash says, uh, "What type of backstory do you hope Shepard has in the Mass Effect show? I hope for a colonist, soul survivor Shepard, uh, just to see his interaction with Batarians." Um, I do like that. Uh, I know what I don't want. I don't want. Um, I don't want Earthborn ruthless. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I, you know. That's just the that's just the recipe for a renegade shepherd, and um, I don't I'm for like an all renegade shepherd, and I don't I don't want that. I don't I don't have a problem with um, a spacer shepherd, just because mm-hmm. like I'm like a sci-fi military wonk, so I <laughs> I I like that stuff, but I don't think people would necessarily root for that type of shepherd. I mm-hmm. think if I think if you know oh. Military family born in the military, like that's that's a little too rigid 
for people. Yeah. So I think Colin the Shepherd is the right answer. Um, I, I kind of like I kind of like the idea of Colin the Shepherd war hero. Yeah, I I like I like that one too. Um, I don't think you want space racist Shepherd because you're already going to have. An Ashley right. character, presumably, <laughs> yeah, like right. to ha- to handle the to handle the casual space racism for you, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> and and I and I feel like the type of shepherd, like if, so, if you're if they're doing some kind of Mass Effect show that adheres to the games in some way, shape, or form, I think the type of shepherd that you would get would be a Paragon shepherd with a couple dashes of Renegade in specific situations thrown in. Yeah, yeah, but. I would go colonist war hero. Uh would be my would be the shepherd that I would I would pick. I'm fine. Like I said, he's gonna he's like they would make him a likable character. Um yeah. so obviously, like you said, ruthless out of the question. Um Earthborn would be fine too. Like I don't have a problem with that, though. Like I said, colonists I think it makes him more worldly or well, not worldly, that's a terrible term. More <laughs> more uh galaxy e. Uh, <laughs> more universal yes there you go, there you go. <laughs> uh, Johnny asks have you guys ever tried making a meal or a food item from a video game recipe uh, also is Terrence going to enter in the UMVC3 tournament at Evo uh, probably not uh, <laughs> I don't think if, Terrence you, if, you put up, if you put up the money he'll do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, no I've never I've never tried cooking anything from a game apparently Carrie has um but no, I've I've never had the inclination. I I can't cook. By the way, I'm a terrible cook. Um, I'm, uh, I'm good, but I'm I'm good at reading directions. So, um, and then you know, adding or subtracting whatever I feel I need to. To, to I can I can cook. Um, my wife, my wife is a modern woman. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> she can she can make she can make like really good mac and cheese. Like, but she's always but she's never confident in what she does. So she's like, oh, I gotta tweak it. I gotta tweak it. Like, nah, yo, that's your signature dish. You don't tweak a signature dish. You don't change your signature every time you write your name. That's your signature dish. So, <laughs> you know, stick with what works. And and when it comes to everything else, she's you know. She's very much a modern woman, uh, which I love because uh, it's just like I, I'll, I'll cook because I want it done the way I want it done. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a I'm a jerk like that. So <laughs> Johnny also. And, and the last question is his. Uh, when was the last time you seen the collective majority of gamers say hard pass on a game like Suicide Squad Battlefront 2? Maybe now I thought about this because um, the thing is. People at least bought Battlefront 2. Like, like, like Battlefront 2 sold well. Um, and people just hated it when it came out. But they still bought the game. I'm trying to remember the last time that people saw a preview of a game. Like an in-depth preview. And were just like, nah. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not really going to fly. God, try, like, this is going to bug me. Um, hmm. It's tough, right? Yeah, it is tough because like like you said, everyone everyone has picked they at least bought it. Right. I'm looking at a list. What about Aliens Colonial Marine? I, people was had to that, buy was that, that game was that game ever going to even be 
anything though. You know what I mean? Like, 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 I don't know that that had the expectations built in that suicide. I think it was, wasn't it one of those things where it was like, it, it looked like one thing, Mm -hmm. but then when people got it in their hands, they were like, Oh, this ain't, this isn't what was advertised. Yeah. And you know, not to the, at a, to a more extreme version of like what watchdogs was right. Like, to the point where people were just like, no, I don't, I don't yeah. want to even touch this. So it, it, I feel like it, I feel like it's going to be an EA game. It's just like, what is the EA game <laughs> that, that, that caused this reaction? I'm sorry, but I feel like it is. I have nothing to support this, but I, I, I like, just, like something in my bones just tells me that that's, that that's correct. Um, gosh, it's, it's, it's tough, man. Like it, it really has been a minute since I've seen, this much fervent pushback against a game. And there, and there have been plenty of games that looked cool and then got canceled. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the opposite happens all the time. We're like, you know, like think of scale bound, like scale bound looked all right. And then, you know, eventually that game got the plug pulled out from under it. Actually, you know what? I know what it was. It was crackdown three. Oh yeah. 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 I, oof. Yeah. That game. That whole series, I mean, can we all be honest and just admit that, like, we bought that game because it came with, like, a Halo demo or some shit? Like, like that whole series is not good, man. <laughs> it just isn't. Um, it, 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 it doesn't. Mm. Um, what about uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged? Uh, those are not my games, but mm-hmm. I remember people kind of getting pissed at yeah that, I, uh, like i said for the game. for the specific community um i could definitely see that i would say like diablo immortal except that again that game has been wildly successful despite the yeah initial yeah, I mean, reaction to it so like you can't yeah, really we all we yeah. all knew that was we all knew that was yeah that yeah so you can't you can't really put that in the same in the same class um <laughs> yeah man i like i feel i feel like crackdown 3 is the the one that sticks in my mind the most because that was going to be a big fucking deal and then they showed that trailer wasn't even gameplay trailer like like they just showed like the preview trailer and people were like i don't know and then they showed the gameplay trailer like "Mm, not feeling this too much not feeling this so that was probably it and and again like battlefront 2 at least made good at the end of the day like that game's actually quite i think still has a fairly decent uh player base um that's come out too I, f- I feel like Battlefield 2042 might have also had that initial uh, initial reaction when people first started seeing stuff when they were like, oh, there's not going to be classes and this or the other thing. I feel like I remember like some a lot of Battlefield purists were like uh, kind of turned off by it. So, yeah. Yeah. God, that Crackdown series. Crackdown is just busy work the game, yo. <laughs> you just <laughs> like that 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 whole series is just I couldn't not- I couldn't tell you anything about Crackdown 3. I could tell you literally nothing about it except Terry Crews in it. That's the only that's the only thing it's the only thing I know. I'm, I mean that's the moral of the story, I guess. Don't put Terry <laughs> Crews in a video game. Because it won't uh, <laughs> do well, I guess. So thank you guys uh, for patiently waiting for the answers to those questions in the post office, which you too can submit questions to by joining our Discord by going to densepixels.com slash fans. 
You can also subscribe to the show and all the other TNP Studio shows wherever you download fine podcasts. You can subscribe on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, ring the bell icon so you're always notified when new episodes post. Make sure you follow all of us on Twitch as well. I'm Dense Pixels Brad. Carrie's up. It's Carrie. Terrence is at person 410. And that is it uh, for this first episode. Uh, look, you got a kind of a slightly supersized episode this week uh, to make up for the lost time. Uh, hopefully... Everything works the way it should in the universe uh, to make sure that we're on for two consecutive weeks, uh, which would be fantastic. So until next time, thank you guys very much for watching and listening, and we'll see you. See you.